Welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas. Conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm Johan Rashi Vega. And today I want to welcome Josue Cruz Morales from Vieques, Puerto Rico, as our guest in our session that is a follow-up of the Youth Summit that took place at Marta's Vineyard, but also is part of a program that now is going to continue as a leadership workshop for our youth in our community here in Holyoke. Josue, welcome to Holyoke, Massachusetts, and welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast. Thank you, Johan. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. So what can you tell us a little bit about your background story? You're coming from Vieques. You are from the community in Vieques. This is one of the small islands to the east of Puerto Rico and also a community that has been struggling with different situations, historically has been submitted to different situations. And that is possibly one of the reasons for you to be here and pretty much to become who you are. So let us know a little bit about your story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm from Vieques. Maybe most of you are familiarized with, with Vieques, or if you don't, Vieques is, the, is an island to the east coast of Puerto Rico that unfortunately was, uh, was a targeting point or was used to military practices for more than 68 years. And actually, there's so they use so many different types of contamination products like uranium, arsenic, you know, you name it. The Navy left the island in 2003 after a big, big fight of the people. People were organized and we got global support to get the Navy out of Vieques. So after that, you know, Vieques is, it's been changing. There's still problems going on, but you know, we just want to overcome those situations. Um, yes, and I've been in, active in the community since I was 13 years old. And one of my first thing, my ex, my first experiences working in the community, actually was doing a radio show with with a community organization called Comité Pro Rescate y Desarrollo de Vieques, which means community-based organization that basically it's trying to get the island to get back to the situation what it was before the Navy went in in 1940s. And, you know, we adapt radio. We did, you know, we try to organize the community and keep going, moving forward. And that's the particular situation of Vieques. But it comes to me personally as Vieques, maybe, a, and that's a particular situation of many communities in, in the United States and Puerto Rico, is that as young people, especially the ones that come from family that have less resources, economic resources, there's always a challenge to move forward, and there's many obstacles that you, you have to overcome. But there's moments that you think that it is not even possible to move forward. And that's when it comes to what I want to talk about all of you today, that the only thing is needed is letting the young people know that there is a chance that they can do it. And what I can tell you is that 14 years ago, I started participating in the first youth summit that was held in Vieques. And it was a program where they asked me three questions that were simple, but at the same time, very powerful. And they, it was, what is your dream for your life? What is your dream for your island? And what is your professional goal? 
And after a week where I was doing presentation and talking to people and I discovered, hey, I really like to talk, I really like to speak, and I like to do presentations. So I think I might be a good lawyer. And 14 years ago, I realized that. And the thing is, well, if you want to be a lawyer, it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of work. But there were people that were in a very bad situation as I was, and they did it, so I could do it too. So since then, I first the first thing I did it, well, I need to improve my school grades in order to go to college. And when I go to college, I need to do well in order to go to law school. So I start working on that, and I say at the same time, getting involved in the community and community activism. When I graduated high school, I went to the University of Puerto Rico and, and I did a bachelor's degree on forensic investigation. Then when I finished, I said, well, now it's time to go to law school. So I studied a lot and I was admitted to the University of Puerto Rico School of Law, which is, well, to be honest, the best law school in Puerto Rico. I hope the other law school don't get mad with me, but I have to say it. And today, I'm a lawyer, and I'm working as an immigration lawyer in Houston, Texas, always doing what I like, helping people, help, you know, especially in this historical moment that is needed. I, like, I wake up every morning to just fight what, what is happening in this country, which is not easy. But what I want to say is, like, it is possible to young people to do things. Doesn't matter where you come from, you can do things. I come from a family. We had food stamp, section eight, voucher. So I had all the ingredients to fail in life. And it was up to me to decide if I want to fail or not. And I say, you know what? I want to get out of here. I want to improve. I will never forget where I come from because those are my people and I feel comfortable with my, with my people, but I want to go a step ahead. And I, if other people did it, I'll do it. There's no excuse. You know, that's the core of what this organization is doing. The Holyoke Youth Leadership Initiative is trying to do in this community. There's so much potential in this community that needs to be exploded. And I met young people from this community that already have impressed me. Like, whoa, so much talent, so much potential, so more disposition and being eager to learn that it needs to be maximized and uh, capitalized just to help this community to move forward. So this is a story of resilience, of persistence, of self-improvement. And in order to help your community, you have to start with yourself. That's the natural process of things. Otherwise, it doesn't work or it doesn't get that far. Once you got involved with this youth summit and you've been involved with this for several years, you just recently got the opportunity to work with the youth from Holyoke. Yes. What is your perspective, especially knowing that many of them come from Puerto Rican families, but they have been living mostly their entire lives in the United States, but in a city that captures much of the essence of what it is to be in Puerto Rico as well, but still is the diaspora. So what is your feeling from this youth in the city of Holyoke? Well, I can tell you that my experience, and I, my first experience was with a young guy from here, from Holyoke, that have an, an incredible story about how he have overcome so many 
obstacles in life and so many challenges. And, you know, there's one thing I have noticed with the, with, in the young people of Holyoke. They love this community. They feel very identified with Holyoke. It's like what have happened is something awesome. The Puerto Rican diaspora, which I think is like the third generation now here, they feel like this is their home and they still have their cultural traditions, but they make, have made the, this, of this place home. And, you know, and at the same time, I've been talking to many of them and, you know, there's challenges that need to be addressed, but I think they have that disposition to move forward. And what I think the way we can help this youth in this community is using what we have done in the past. And I'm, I'm the product of a program that I can tell you it's been successful and I think it's going to benefit a lot of people, a lot of young people in this community. And it is because um, what we believe is we live in a community that sometimes are segregated. When I live in Vieques, like there is different people and everyone, there is no one building bridges with those people. And that's essential to a community, build bridges with all the sections of the community. And that's what this organization believe. Like, you know, if you have someone, young person that wants to be a lawyer, sometimes there's not going to be lawyers in their family, probably. They will never have an experience of being with a lawyer. So we need, we connect that per young person with a lawyer and they have an experience of seeing what it is. And at the same time, they're saying what they, you know, they have a goal in their life. Like, I want to do this. Uh, they're going to be moving forward towards that. And sometimes many young people say, what if I change my mind? Well, that's perfectly fine. It's, you know, your mind can change 20 times. The only important thing is that you need to have a north. If you say, you, I changed my mind, and I don't want to be a lawyer, and I want to be, I don't know, a different profession. I want to be a mechanic. You will know what you want to do, and you need to have a plan towards that. I always remember, like, if you want to be a mechanic, be the best mechanic. And that's the attitude, and be happy and joyful of what you do. And, yeah, and I think I need to clarify that I don't want to be misunderstood. I really believe that in our communities, and I think in Holyoke is not the exception. Yes, it's cool that many people think that we have lawyers, doctors, engineers, and, you know, different what is called elite profession, right? If someone can do it, why not? But also at the same time, we cannot forget that there's many professions and technical skills that need to be developed and are so helpful to the young people to move forward. For example, a community needs good mechanics, good plumbers, need electricians, need, you know, everyone is important in a, in a society. So they just need to be heard and they just need to get an opportunity to work towards that. We have today not only Josue as our guest in this session, we also have one youth participating of the Leadership Summit, and I want to introduce Jose. I just want to know, Jose, a little bit about what has been your experience during this summit and these workshops for leadership and development of your future. Um, well, first off, my experience is something not a lot of people get in this community. So when I heard about it, I was just like, try something new and, you know, I'm really benefiting off of this and I think it's such a great program, especially for kids who like want to make it out and be things in life. Yeah. 
what are some of the memories that you have from the week that you spent with other youth from your community in a place that is a little bit away from the community, still Massachusetts, but a totally different environment yeah. that gives you a perspective of other things that are available to you? Well, um, so we met a lot of adults who were already professional in their like careers and stuff, and so we were able to speak to them. And there was like an engineer... Uh, a computer programmer, there was an entrepreneur, there was a fashion industry and a musician. And so we were able to speak to them and find our what we'd want to do when we got older. And so I thought that was really good. Is there any specific area of interest or profession or career that you have thought about for your future? Um, Actually, yeah, I want to... Um, become a entrepreneur and starting my own clothing line. So this is, Josue, I believe, something really powerful for youth to start figuring out some goals and some objectives for their future, knowing beforehand a little bit of what it takes. Because sometimes we always tell our kids, dream big, the sky is the limit. But then at some point in time, we need to also deal with the reality of things, what comes behind those goals and what needs to be done in order to get that fire in the sky. And that's when sometimes dreams are shattered or some ideas change because then you realize how much work it takes. But hearing Jose right now explaining to us that he already has some idea of becoming an entrepreneur and have a fashion-oriented career which is a powerful industry in this country and the world. What makes you feel as a result of these workshops? Well, my feeling is, you know, I feel so proud of what I have seen. And, and I think Jose has been humble, but I had the opportunity to be talking to Jose two days ago. And not only he knows he wants to be an entrepreneur and he wants to be related to the fashion and clothing industry, one another girl from Vieques, which is my friend, her name is Cassandra Castillo, and she is a, she's a top model. And she's actually, she's a co-founder of one of the startup business in New York that deals with fashion clothes and high-end clothes. And she's been in so many modeling magazines and cover. She had the opportunity to meet Jose, and she was, she's offering for him to go to New York and spend time with her and go and meet the city and have the opportunity to have casting and see the industry. So Jose and, and the organization is already planning towards that, so he have that experience. Maybe in that process, he say, you know what, this is what I want to do. Or in that process, he might say, you know, this is not what I want. But the important is for them to have the experience. And one of the things we believe is that we need to have a plan towards the dream. For example, during that week, one of the things they work hardly is in a professional development plan. For example, they will be able to answer what are going to be my steps this summer to achieve that goal. What are going to be my steps? for the next year in order to achieve that goal? And, and what is going to be my steps in five years from now? So they can see what they need to do. Because, you know, I can say, well, I want to be an astronaut. But, you know, I'm already 29 years old. I'm too old for that. Or I don't know math. So maybe it needs to require do a lot of math. So, you know, maybe it's not a reachable dream. 
But in the same way that there's dreams that are not reachable, of course, there is reality. There's other ones that they just need to have a plan to reach them. And if we don't have a plan, we never accomplish it. And so that's what we do. They have designed a plan, what I'm going to be doing this summer. And sometimes in the beginning are not big, big steps, but it's, you know, it's, it's just to take a first step. You only take one small step to more move forward towards that goal. That's what it took to me. I remember when I decided to go to this youth summit 14 years ago, that morning, I remember a few friends invited me. I was sleepy. It was a Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m., and I woke up and I say, well, I can stay sleeping for a while, but something told me like, hey, you got to wake up. You got to go there. It's going to be at 9 a.m. So he said, you know, I want to go. And I just shot that little voice in my mind. and I say, I'm going to go. And I will never, never, ever regret about that decision. Because before that, I did not even have friends in school. I, I was alone and I had the opportunity to meet people that were in my school that were moving forward and they, I never had the opportunity to talk to them before. And after this, they were like, we became friends and we finished high school. And actually, now that I look back, it's not only about elite professions, but my friends, for example, my best friend after this, she's an attorney too, and she's working in immigration law in Dallas. She has her own law firm. And my other best friend, he's an engineer working in Boeing. So he's working developing airplanes. And when he was 15, he's always said, I want to be working in the aviation industry. And I remember, like, people say, like, what the hell are you talking about, aviation industry? And now he's working with Boeing as a mechanical engineer, and he's been there for four years. And so he had to work hard. He had to study a lot. He had to do many sacrifices. But at the end, now he did what he wanted to. And all of us are also understand that we owe to our communities. We have to give back and we need to help people from our communities and from other communities like Holyoke to have the same opportunity. And this is all about that. Like In my particular case, I just want to give back and I just want to have other young people to have the same opportunity I had. And that connects directly with what you stated at the beginning. When you get to a point where you accomplish your goals and you become what you wanted to be, and you are now part of that elite professional environment, but still you remain true to your roots and to your origins, and you decide that it is time to get back, get back to the community and re-engage with your people. Yes, well, that's something, as you said, it is very important. And you mentioned something I want just to clarify about. Ah, it's interesting. You, some people can consider being a lawyer as an elite profession, but you know what? And this is something I noticed in law school. When I went to law school, many of my classmates, they were different from me. Uh, it's incredible how you realize that these levels or these I, what I call social clubs are so close to certain kind of, you know, certain people that when you get there, they are so different. And one of the things I always did is make sure in every class and every discussion we have, 
I always try to bring the perspective of someone that is from a different world, that it was my world. And sometimes many people were talking about things from their reality, and they had no clue that there are people in Puerto Rico that are struggling and are in need and people that can afford certain things and they just give it granted because they live in a gated community they went to private school they came to an ivy league for undergrad and so i feel that my my responsibility was to speak for those people like hey there's another whole section of this country or this you know of puerto rico that it's different and they just deserve to be, they have to, to, they deserve the opportunity to. I think it's very important to never forget who you are. And I still being the same guy that works in a pizza place at 14 years old in Vieques. Yeah, that was my first job. I worked five years making pizzas and I'm so proud of it. I like, I look back, wow, I was 14 years old and I was making pizzas in a pizza place and I, when I was 10 years old, I was washing cars to make money. And then, you know, I've done so many things. I need, what I think is I need to clean a floor in order to get $1 decently, I'm gonna do it. You do what you need to do. And when I finished law school, one of the things I was challenging is uh, I wasn't sure about litigating as a lawyer because there were some times that it was not meaningful for me. It was like, no, you know, do it with no reason or, you know, it was something that were abstract for me, like all these lawsuits that it didn't fill me up. But now when it comes to the immigration law field, it's unbelievable. Every time I have a detained that, you know, it's bailed or get, you know, trying to pursue an asylum from countries like Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, it's something so fulfilling that I, I'm doing something to help people that, you know, and I don't, I'm not thinking about if they can pay me or they can. It's something I can. Actually, it's, sometimes people joke at me, like, you're going to be, you're going to get bankrupt because it's, you know, you have to charge people. But, you know, I can't, you know, if they can pay, I, that's fine. But if they can, I have, I, I don't have a, the heart to tell, well, you're going to be deported because you can't pay. Like, that's not me. I can. And that, in that way, doing this is, I feel so happy and I have met so many people that are so grateful. Every week I eat tamales, I eat pupusas, all kind of great food. They go to my office and they bring and I like and I say, well, this is the best pay I, I can get. Like, you know, because you see like these people are so real and I don't know, like sometimes they go to my office and they think they're gonna be speaking with someone that is gonna be speaking differently, and I say, no, 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 no. Hey, let's talk real. I'm a lawyer, but I want to understand, you want you to understand me, what's the real situation? And we get, I get that rapport from people because I know what is coming from, you know, from the law section. So I can understand them and they understand me. And it's not a job, I can say. There's something, you know, it's, I get joy of doing what I do every day. And it shows. It's a passion that is displayed in every word you say and the, the way you you explain it. That is something that brings you joy. Definitely. Because I believe it's the result of all the work and effort you did in order to be in this position. And now knowing that 
you are able to help others thanks to that opportunity that many gave to you, but also because you were able to find those opportunities and look and work hard for them. So you are now visiting Holyoke and you are providing some leadership workshops as a continuation of the Youth Summit that took place in Martha's Vineyard a few weeks ago. And now the continuation of this is happening now locally back in Holyoke. So what's the plan? What's going on with those workshops? Well, basically, we're going to have the first workshop. And this workshop is basically to do a follow-up of this plan. They work on the week in Martha's Vineyard uh, where they had the summit. When they go to that summit, there's people from Hawaii, people from all the countries, and they get to know people of the same age or people around the, their age that are working in the same plans as they are, and they're facing situ hard situation in the communities too. So, you know, it's, they get excited, they get a bonding, and they, you know, it's something, it's an energy that is developed in that place. But, you know, once they leave, it's, we need to make sure that the energy keeps going because that's something very important. You can get excited in a moment, and then if you let that energy go down, it's going to be harder. So right now, that's why we are doing a follow-up, like, let's get this plan that you already start working on it, get it more structured. Let's move to more concrete steps to be working on. Like, for example, today we're going to be talking about if you want to go to college, about the importance of getting scholarships. And if you are, if you want to get scholarships, the first thing you need to do, you need to have a portfolio. You need to start getting involved in your community. So when people see what you have done, they will want to invest in you, giving you a scholarship. So things that sometimes people don't, you know, young people don't realize they are important. And I wish I had someone before, like, to tell me, like, you should start doing this since you were in fifth grade. If you want to get scholarships, you have to start doing this. And if you want to go to college and you need to improve your grades, it's, if you are not doing that well, that's fine. That's past. Like, how are we going to improve it? So what's your goal? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Keep you know doing a follow-up of this plan and update it. There might be someone that, you know what? I already changed my mind. I don't want to be this. That's fine. What do you want to be? You know, it's just say what you want to do and I don't know how to say it in English, but it's like, declara lo que quieres hacer. Say what you want to do, and that's going to happen. And, you know, that's, that's what we're going to be doing here in this first workshop. And then, you know, every week, they're going to have the opportunity to meet for an hour or an hour and a half to do a follow-up and actually, at the same time, connect them with opportunities and connect them with mentors and connect them, you know, with the, whatever field they want to be at. And so they are like being identified with it. Josue, it's fascinating to get to know you and get to see the passion that drives you to do what you do, the, what you have been doing for, for mm -hmm. many years and passing on to a newer generation how to be inspired and stay inspired to go after their dreams and make them a reality. So I thank you for that, for that opportunity to get to know you about your work. And welcome to Holyoke. You're welcome to come back anytime so you can keep sharing your knowledge, your experience, your passion, because that is what helps the community and more importantly, the youth in our community to know who to follow because you've been there where they are right now 
And that's what makes this connection more meaningful. I'm more than happy to be here in Holyoke. And I have really enjoyed being here. Like these kids have take me, taken me so, so many places and get to know the real place, like the real Holyoke. And they, you know, they explain me how everything, like they took me to explain me how the, all the canals work. The, you know, things like that. I want to meet their, you know, their community. And they're so proud of all these things that, and they know they, Actually, Jose, on the way here, was telling so many history facts about Holyoke that, like, is it, you know, guys, you, this is your community, and I just, I'm so glad you are giving me the opportunity to just come and meet your, your space, and it's beautiful, so it's so colorful, like, you know, you see the Puerto Ricans, and you see Latino people that even they, sometimes I, I feel that they keep Puerto Rican roots stronger than the people that are living in Puerto Rico. It's like, I don't know, it's something I can't describe. Like, I don't even see when, I, when I'm in Puerto Rico, I just see it in the Puerto Rican diaspora that they still keep and love and they feel proud of their traditions. And yeah, so it's something very nice in this community. Jose, any last remarks, especially thinking about your future? How do you see yourself maybe in five years or now? In five years, I see myself graduating college and starting my clothing line. So we will see you as you progress and as you make this dream become a, a reality. And we will get to know your story and how did you made it there. Thank you, Jose, for sharing this and for being here with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me here also. And Josue, once again, thank you for granting us this time. I know that you now, from here, you go to get ready for that workshop with a youth participant of this summit. And this is home for you as well. Holyoke is one of those places that are welcoming and open and diverse and special. And I hope that you keep getting that vibe and, and enjoying it from, from our community in here. Yes, thank you. I'm more than happy to be here. This is our session today as a follow-up of the Youth Summit. And... Today we had a conversation with Josue Cruz Morales from Vieques, Puerto Rico, and we will keep updating you on the development of this youth workshops because this is a long time plan. And as many things happen, we will keep updating and having more youth and more people involved in this program. So all of you can know and enjoy of the successes of our youth here in Holyoke. So thank you for listening to this session of the Radio Plasma podcast that was produced as usual here at the Gandara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. The sound engineers and assistant producers of this session are Sara Zapata and Misteni Montano. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Thank you for listening.